Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Adele. Today, I have Chris, the founder, owner, creator of EMR Tech, which is literally like the most revolutionary, I'll call it red light therapy, but there's a lot more than just that that I'm excited to dive into. Chris, thanks for being on here with me today. Yeah, absolutely, Ryan. Uh, it's a pleasure. So I have to say, right, I'm, I'm, I'm open. If you've been listening, you know this about me. I started out using a Juve red light, mm-hmm. right? I share that openly. They were the right the first red light therapy that I came upon. Okay, the science behind this makes sense and all this stuff. And somehow, I forget who it was, biohacker Todd or somebody, somebody in the space posted one of your devices. And mm-hmm. I started following your page and your journey and the science behind what you do versus mm-hmm. the science behind maybe what other people do. And I'm not none of this is to disparage a company that I admittedly have their products sitting around, right? Like I'm not, I didn't throw them away. Yeah, yeah. But as I started doing the research on what I'll call true commercial high-end grade technology that you're using versus mass-produced technology, it mm-hmm. feels like the difference of right in the retail world shopping at Saks Fifth Avenue versus shopping at Walmart, and it's not fair yeah. at all. Like I love I shop at Walmart still, right? I'm not I'm not knocking Walmart, but yeah. Chris, I'm fascinated. Before we dive into the science and technology behind your products and what you've been through in your life and all that stuff, sure. I always like to ask the same question to start these interviews. You're on this entrepreneurial journey right now, right? And you're blood, sweat, and tears. You're grinding out yourself. You manufacture your own product. Yeah. If someone's listening that's considering jumping into this path, like they have a passion, they have something they want to launch like you've done, Mm -hmm. what is a piece of advice that you wish somebody would have told you before you jumped in and started Mm-hmm. So what I'm struggling with right now really is uh, I'm feeling a little bit burnt out because uh, it's been two years. Well, it's, it's been about two and a half years building this this business. And at the two-year mark, I started really kind of getting burnt out um, because when you're building the business, you need to be thinking like even when you're sleeping um, almost uh, to make sure that you're, you're making the right moves. And it's really important to to build the foundation properly. And I guess I, I would have liked to learn how to deal with stress a little bit better before I started and, you know, have some like play, like stuff in place. So, you know, I didn't feel so burned out um, at the two year mark because, you know, now I'm having to, to just kind of take a little bit of a breather for myself, um, which isn't bad, you know, but. Of course. Not- but, and I appreciate the honesty, right? I mean, it's everybody always hears the sunshine and roses story mm-hmm. about an entrepreneur and being self-employed, but mm-hmm. it's I don't I don't like the Gary Vee word grind and hustle and all that stuff, but it's 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 a process to go through that certainly has its ups and downs. At the beginning, it, at the beginning, it's the hardest, you know. So you got to make sure, and and that's normal, I think. So of course, so so Chris, what happened in your life that had Right, out of all the things you could have done in the world, out of all the, all the brilliance that you could have decided to bestow upon the world, you decided to manufacture red lights. Yeah, yeah. So a little bit about my story is, you know, uh, I got the same disease Michael Jackson had when I was three. So that's where your skin depigments and like, so by the, it progressed, you know, pretty rapidly to the point where I was nine and it, it, was, it was pretty, pretty disfiguring. Um, the doctors, you know, naturopaths included basically told me here in Canada that I'd, um, I'd have to get an umbrella and like stay out of the sun. And 
you know, that's why Michael Jackson had an umbrella. Um, but uh, my mom did some, uh, she's, she's like a, basically a scientist. She directs a blood lab now and she did some research, found this doctor who, who was practicing like phototherapy, which is light medicine in Germany. And they're always ahead of that kind of stuff. Um, and basically we, we took a trip over there and she prescribed me this cream, um, and, and this narrow band ultraviolet therapy. Um, and I had them, I had like big full blown four door tanning beds in my room. And basically I'd put the cream on and, and, and do the, do the therapy. And I ended up, um, I ended up repigmenting my skin. So, I mean, and it's crazy because it's like a 95% success rate and nobody knows about this. That's nuts. Yeah, it is nuts. It so is. How, how long ago is that? Like how many, how many years have elapsed from initial treatment until today? Yeah, so I started using the beds when I was about five, five or six. I remember I was so young that, you know, these four-door tanning beds are heavy. I could like barely open it by myself. Um, so I was, I was really young. So I guess it's been about 22, 23 years. I just turned 29 yesterday, so. Okay, well, ha happy belated birthday. Thank you. You're welcome. And if you're listening to this versus viewing this, right, as Chris sits in front of me, you would have no idea that he'd ever had some sort of pigmentation issue in his skin, right? I mean, yeah. at least it's, it's like, yeah, it's on my hands and feet still. That's like pretty normal. You can't breathe. It's because you have shoes on all the time. And it's like rubbing against the skin. So, <clears throat> so I can't repigment that. But, but yeah, everywhere else, by the time I was like 14, 15, I had repigmented my skin. And then I started like messing around with the light. And I, I was always into science, like, you know, trying to, increase my testosterone with herbs and stuff like that. And then I, I found like correlations. I started researching light mess and what this stuff with what this light was doing to my body. And, you know, and then in, in fact, this, this, this light, the ultraviolet light that I was using, um, it can double your vitamin D status in one minute. And so that hardens bones. Um, it increases androgens in men like, you know, serum testosterone is highly correlated with, with, with vitamin D. And so, it turns out that that this narrow band ultraviolet light is a serious performance enhancer. Um, so, you know, that's kind of how it started, I guess. Well, I, I love that. And I'll share right anecdotally. I use my red light in the morning with, I'll just say the absence of clothes on. Right? Yeah. I post on social media. I don't have any clothes on. And I will say my personal experience without you even sharing that is my erections have been more prevalent. They're more consistent. Like there's just a sex drive, and it, it came on pretty quickly. Like, yeah, first week of usage. Yeah, it definitely does that. That's yeah, it does that. <laughs> it's fascinating. Almost like it. Again, this is the tonality of the show. There's many times when I'm standing in front of the red light or sitting in front of it that I almost even become aroused, and I'm not like looking at it. It's just like blood flow is just like. Dude, yeah, that that happens. You know, a lot of a lot of guys will get erections in like tanning salons and shit. Like that's 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 like a that's a known thing that happens. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, it, it's why I'm just going to show the efficacy of of what you're sharing with us, Chris. Is it's, mm -hmm. this, if I didn't know that, like originally, I thought like, man, this is a little wild because I use it in the morning and right, maybe there's something that way. But I don't know if I if I this, if I stop using mm -hmm. if I stop using the, the red light. It's like that doesn't happen. But if I'm in front of the red light, it's like <laughs> yeah it's, it's true 
I mean, effectively, what it, what the red light, red and near infrared light does is it, it gets absorbed by the mitochondria and transformed into chemical energy. So effectively, it's, it's turbocharging the cellular energy factories of your cell. It's turbocharging your cells. Um, you know, when 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 the Leydig cells down there are turbocharged, they're they're going to produce more. Um, so I think that's probably how it works. Oh, absolutely. And then what's even a little more fascinating to me, again, anecdotally, just my own personal experience is listening, questioning red light therapy and you know, again, efficacy or value in investing in a, in a unit for yourself. Um, I would say a month ago, I had a, an issue where I had to jump to go get one of our dogs, right? It broke the leash and decided it wanted to go explore the neighbor's yard. Yep. And walk out basement and I, without thinking, kind of just jumped off the what I call the normal like the the base level and like we have this re doesn't matter I banged up my knee to the point that I really couldn't walk like it was yeah. swollen and sore and nothing torn but like it was not moving at all mm-hmm. and literally taking the re- your unit and resting it against my knee like in my morning rituals like it was unit to skin yeah yeah yeah, so so what I what I what I see with that from my own personal experience, I mean, like I've had like you know, one one nurse for example had uh, okay, so I should explain this a little bit quickly first. So I just said like it, it, it turbocharges the cell, provides more energy. That energy is used to heal the the, the wound quicker. But the other thing that red light um, does uh, very effectively is resolve acute inflammation. So when you get hurt. Um, you know, it, it, basically, it's not going to heal until it resolve the inflammation resolves. The inflammation stimulates the healing process, um, and 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 so what red light does it resolves the inflammation faster, so you can get onto the healing phase quicker. And then the cells are turbocharged, so they're repairing faster. I mean, this is completely anecdotal, but it seems to like speed up like like wound heals, like in my experience, about two or three t- times faster. Well, yeah, and and. Yeah, like if you're listening and you don't have a wound, you're like, I don't ever get hurt. I'm pretty sedentary. Like, my, like I'm cutting my fingernails now probably every two to three days. Like, yeah, man. I'm pretty, I like to take care of myself, right? There's no no problem with me saying that. We'll dive into more of that stuff. But like, my nails, literally, if I don't have a nail trimmer, like, it, it I've got cracked nails, I call them. Like, they grow so rapidly. <laughs> I a lot of protein and things like that. But that's also one of the benefits, right? Hair, skin, and nails by the yeah. color. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Like, it is fascinatingly quick. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's funny. We, I think you saw that post. We did, like, a, we did a little analysis. My, my partners in Italy, um, are, they took, like, some, some heart math devices and measured, like, heart rate variability. And it was weird because um, the client lost, like, 3%, like, body fat. I, I think that's what it was. Um, and you would expect the client to be less hydrated, right? If he, you know, because, um, and, and he was actually more hydrated. So it was really weird. Um, but that was, that was like four days. <laughs> but to me, you look at that right from a scientific standpoint, if the mitochondria is supercharged and operating more efficiently then they would be encapsulated in really easy water in some capacity. Right. That's exactly. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. density yeah. of the water mass in your body would be higher. So it makes sense, and you know that. So that was really cool. Uh, Angelo and those guys over there—they're writing a book with Doris Lowe on lo- longevity. She's like uh, pre-requested, like around the world. You should have her on the podcast, man. She's amazing. Oh, um, 
Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, th those are the guys who ran the little study and, and we're going to, we're going to expand the study, but it's pretty interesting for sure. It, it's so crazy, man. It's even more crazy, right? Cause some of the stuff that originally we had connected on through social was mm -hmm. after my, you know, micro needling. Yeah. Yeah. Into my face were like, I look like a monster for a while. Like admittedly, multiple <laughs> it literally reversed, like it peeled back years of how my skin appeared. Right. Cause I, that was amazing, man. I couldn't believe it even. Yeah, you look at like I've I was I've been tough on my body, right? Anabolic steroids and tanning beds and no sunscreen, like everything you're not supposed to do. <laughs> I, I've done all yeah. of it. Yeah. Lots of stress, no HRV management, like no cold submersion, none of the stuff I do now. And so we do this, I do the microneedling, and of course it helps, but then the red light, like gosh, Chris, it's been up since the quarantine before that. I haven't had anything done to my skin since really January mm -hmm. uh, as we're recording this. Still no wrinkles, still smooth skin. Yeah. Still, like even pigmentation on, on my, like what your unit does for skin health mm -hmm. is like the most fascinating, again, ancillary benefit. Like that's not, that's not why, like I didn't ever buy a unit or get a unit based off of, oh, I want smooth and clear skin, but that's right, right, yeah. That's a byproduct, and I'm not the only one to experience this. Am I like that? This is a normal phenomenon. Yeah, it's it's normal. Um, you know, I use my lights like I mean, my favorite way to use the light is the is the little one on the top of my head because I was like when I was like 20, I was having like hair issues, and I want to fix it, obviously. Um, and it and it did fix it. It's fixed it a lot for a lot of my clients, but you know, also the neurons in your brain are stacked with mitochondria. And um, about 3% of the photons will actually get into the brain and it turbocharges your brain. I mean, it's, I mean, it's pretty awesome. And then because it reduces inflammation, uh, I think about 50% of mood related issues are, are from neurological inflammation. And I haven't had my light um, for about a week now and I haven't been using it on my head and honestly my mood's a little worse. So, and I see this all the time for me, so. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because I'm, I'm also fascinated. Like, would you mind sharing, right, without giving away the trade secrets, right? Because you yeah, sure. build yours, but walk me through the process of okay, I have an idea, I want to create my own red light unit. Mm -hmm. I want to go to market like that window of time, like length and frustration, because your unit is. I'll say it feels like medical grade aluminum. I'm not sure what what the substance is, aluminum steel, yeah. but it is solid. Yeah. That that casing is actually iron. Um, but yeah, it took a while because I remember I was the first one, I showed you my like drawing of the light. I was like, I'm going to make this. And, um, and, and then I didn't show anyone else. And, uh, and it took me, I don't know, it took me almost like a year to get it to market. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really care uh, sharing like, you know, with the, with the flicker, that's one of the variables we've like, you know, basically got the flicker down to, to virtually non-existent. Um, and basically what Flickr does, well, we know it causes photosensitive seizures in epileptic people, um, or it can. Um, and then there's there's other doctors, like Dr. Jack Cruz, he thinks that uh, Flickr causes central nervous system uh, dysfunction. So um, it's interesting also that there's other companies where the Flickr is high, and I've had chiropractors, uh, one chiropractor in Germany, take my lights um, and run muscle testing on on my lights and then you know a competitors that had higher flicker and it turns out uh, there's a 12 second nervous system response with the lights that have high flicker 
um, and none with mine, um, which is, you know, I guess anecdotal, I'm just taking his word for that, but I, I mean, I don't think he's making that up and, and it makes sense to me. So um, with, with, in regards to that, I mean, really, really the flicker, you, you just really want to make sure you have a solid uh, power supply. We use the AC linear power adapter. Um, you know, that's going to eliminate the flicker as best you can get it. And, um, and it's definitely beneficial. So. Yeah. So you, right. What, is there university for you? Is there college for you? Are you self-taught? Like there's so much yeah. fascinated from the entrepreneurial journey, Chris, like you're, but it's, it's all the pieces and parts of like, I look at that and I haven't torn yours apart, but I'm, I'm an engineer, right? So I tear stuff apart. And I look okay. at it. Yeah, feel free. It's all my brain's wired. So it's like, it's so fascinating, all the components that go into a unit to make it do what it does. And yours has extra stuff that other units I've seen does, do not have. Yeah. I mean, the unit that you have, so I was using like, like I experiment with the panels. That's why it took me so long. Um, it, basically, what I found was the normal panels. I have back issues too, um, specifically in my spine. And um so with those, they're called circuit on board chips. They're right down the middle. Sorry, one sec, Brian. Um, yeah, um, they're called circuit on board chips. They're basically concentrated diode arrangement, and they're located, you know, vertically and centrally along 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 the spine, essentially. Um, and what those do is they, they increase the light power down the middle. Um, so you know, I just think it's 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 probably beneficial to pump a little bit more light into the spinal region. Um, one, you know, then the spinal cord is stacked with neurons that have high mitochondrial density. And, you know, it just feels better, the extra infrared heat. Um, it just feels a little better. So, I mean, that's that's really, you know, one of the, one of the upgrades we made. And we actually we actually filed a patent for that. Um, that's for reasons that <laughs> are, yeah. Yeah, that's another rough, it's another rough part of the entrepreneurial journey, especially in the biotech. You know, if you're, if you're not, if you're new, you know, you make these mistakes. <laughs> so um, it sounds like, without naming names, you maybe came up with some good technology and didn't file a patent, and somebody. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. well, as I have friends that, I'm sure we all do, but there's people that I know that are very creative, and they come up with these brilliant ideas, and they always fight back and forth with. Right. If you patent something, it's like the not to pick on any specific culture, but the Chinese seem like they have literally people that are just waiting for it to be patented to take. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Create like a, a, a watered down version and take it to market. And it's true. And because it's international, it gets sloppy. And mm -hmm. they fly back and forth like, do we patent it? Do we not patent it? Like, how does this work? Yeah. So, so I think my, my take on that is if you file a provisional then you don't have to disclose, then you have one year um, and you can use the patent pending status um, and you don't have to disclose like how to build it and stuff like that. So um, I think that's a really good route. It's also a lot less expensive, you know, depending on how extensive you want to be with the provisional, um, you know, anywhere between like, you know, one and one and six grand, something like that. So not bad. Yeah. And Chris, just recently you launched on Amazon. And I'm going to say when you listen to this show, if you want to go look at reviews and you want to go look at it that way, go ahead. But don't, I'm, I'll say selfishly, like don't buy from Amazon. They take so much of the money from an entrepreneur. Like, if you bought something on, on Amazon, you have no idea. 
Like there's a reason why Jeff Bezos is so wealthy. It's not because of the fulfillment side of things, it's because of how he's just raking us over the coals as entrepreneurs. Now he's got the delivery mechanism, but like, right. Lose a huge percentage of the revenue and that trickles down into profit. Yeah. And I mean, we were talking about that. Like, I really appreciate having you kind of almost like as a mentor for me, because I can bounce ideas off you and you know what's going on. I can just tell by things you say uh, to me, but um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're taking a lot of money and it's like, well, maybe it'd be better to run Facebook ads, you know, because then that ad spend, you know, but I mean, I'm hoping Amazon is going to, was going to be a good choice. So. Well, yeah. And that's, that's part of where the, I guess the questioning is, you went from like year one, year one and a half, really mm-hmm. grassroots website, social media, yeah, having things that way, and then it's it's I'll say it's game time, right? We proved concept, we have some yep. cash, we have profitability that's proven. Yeah, press the gas pedal down, and, yep. and we should we well you right? I'm saying like, <laughs> but it was chosen to go down the Amazon route, and that was what about a month now? It's been a little bit longer than a month. Yeah, so so we had a little bit of, you know, because of this coronavirus, I actually had to shut my Amazon listings off um, just because there were some, you know, delays with shipping and I didn't, you know, I didn't want to get like a bad review because it was like four days late um, or something like that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to, to hitting that gas pedal. And, uh, you know, it's kind of now or never because of, you know, certain situations that have come, come to fruition. Uh, so I'm going to step on that very aggressively. I like it. So with, with the Amazon world, as you're living in that, or once you press the gas pedal down, are you set up with Amazon in such a way that you literally have pallets of products sitting inside their fulfillment warehouse and they're shipping on demand? So like you had to pre-build your product. You have the expense in that. It's mm-hmm. sitting in the warehouse. They're charging you to hold the inventory in their warehouse. Yep. You pick, pack, and ship it. And they charge you for a percentage of their profit that they or percentage of the revenue. No, I mean, it's all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I think it, it, it adds up to be a lot. The thing that I'm, I'm kind of realizing is that Amazon's data analysis is so powerful. Um, and it, they make it so easy for you to run campaigns. Like, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking, I'm, I've, I've been learning for the last one and a half years, how to do this, what I'm about to do. And, um, and so, I'm pretty confident in it, but, um, you know, I just think, <laughs> I think maybe the, the information and data that their system provides the advertiser is a little bit more potent in terms of how you can use it. So absolutely. The thing that I find to be unique, and this is more educational for you as you're listening, mm-hmm. Amazon as a seller, you don't get your buyer data. So long-term monetization, like they process the payment they pick pack and ship and you don't ever know who the person is until they leave a review if they leave a review and even then you don't have a way to really get a hold of them unless they put their full name and then you go google them or facebook like so that's that's a problem and i think the way you get around that is that you you include like for example on the inside of our glasses i put our website right i laser cut the website um and and you want to you know you want to so with my lights it comes with like a therapy guide right um, and on there's our website, you know, so if people like the product, a lot of the times so they'll go, you know, subscribe because they want to hear, you know, some of my research and stuff like that and how to, how to use the light more effectively. So that's something you can do with the products, put like your website inside the product. Um, and that kind of connects you more with the customer. 
hundred percent. And that, that's brilliant. It's just one of these things that, right. I think most consumers have no idea what a producer goes through on the backside of Amazon. Like, yeah. Yeah. Raked over the coals for sure. It's all the hoops because they're such a powerhouse. You have to have a presence there if you mm-hmm. want to scale. So it's like, kudos to them for creating the, the ecosystem they have and the, and the deliverability or the deliverable mechanism. But mm-hmm. man, is it frustrating to see all that, all that cash disappear. You know, and it, and it, and it's, it's also when you're doing electrical products, a lot of people will say, don't do electrical products on Amazon. Um, uh, and obviously electrical products are a little bit more, you know, um, difficult, uh, in for a variety of reasons. Um, you know, but that's, that's another thing you gotta, you gotta be careful with, um, on Amazon is that adds like another variable into the complexity. So, I mean, you gotta run some serious QA. Yes. And right, Chris, we've spent a lot of time on the red light, but that's not the only product that you offer, right? You're right. What what are what are those, I guess what's your suite of products and what do they do? Why should people why should people Yeah, so so okay, so we have red light therapy. Um we discussed that. We have blue blocking glasses with, with a red lens. Um the red lens blocks the blue and green light. Um it also blocks the purple light, but I mean that's not really that big of a deal. Um it it so Blue and green light, they will disrupt circadian rhythm. So you put these glasses on after sunset, they block those wavelengths from hitting your retina and depleting your melatonin. Um, in, in one study, it showed that 50 or one hour exposure to screen time post-sunset depleted melatonin by 50%. Melatonin regulates mitochondrial function. Those are your cellular powerhouses. Um, and it's also one of your major antioxidants in your body. Um, and, it, and it also... Um, it regulates other antioxidant enzymes. Um, so it's a, it's a really powerful thing. If your melatonin is crushed by 50% every night, I mean, that's going to be a problem long-term. Oh, yeah. And so, and so, and so our glasses block those wavelengths of light that are emitted from your screen from hitting your retina and doing that to you. And, and effectively, you know, if, if the screen was blue, you put our lens on the blue turns black because that, that wavelength isn't hitting your retina. Um, yeah. And so we have another product and it's basically an anti-radiation case. It's just a phone case. It's, it's a pretty cool phone case, especially for the price. Um, we have to be pretty aggressive on Amazon with, with the pricing, um, or it's, it's hard to compete. Um, I actually like Amazon for that reason because it, it tends to, you know, keep you on track in that kind of regard. Um, but, um, Effectively, what happens is there's silver fiber shielding in the front flap, and it creates a radiation barrier between the tissues of your body and the antennas of your phone, um, which are on the back of your phone, um, usually at the top and the bottom. And, you know, it's a, a lot of companies say that, you know, it's blocking, like reducing your EMF exposure by like 99.999%. They're referring to the shielding in the front flap. It's not exactly true because wireless radiation has a tendency to envelop, um, envelop things. But I do think it, it is really beneficial to, to, you know, at least provide some kind of direct contact protection, you know, for, for the region that's most at risk, which is the, the skin and, and the, the tissues pressed right against the antennas. Well, no question. I mean, there's so many studies that exist by showing that us men that keep our phone in our front pocket. Like yeah, decreasing sperm count were offset. Yeah, it breaks the tails. Yeah, 
It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. And I mean, you know, I, so there's there's a review that that shows that radio frequency radiation, 93 out of the 100 peer-reviewed medical studies, they show that uh, radio frequency radiation, so that cell phone radiation um, and Wi-Fi causes oxidative stress. Oxidative stress, you know, results in mutations. Mutations can result in a, in a wide range of pathologies. So, you know, it's definitely it's definitely good to be aware of it and, and just, you know, try and, try and do the best you can. Well, certainly, I think it's important, too, if you've not heard the conversation, like Chris's blue blocking glasses, number one, phenomenal, by the way, they work, but just the, the ideology behind it, you think of before all this stuff, right? Go back to, I'll say, prehistoric days when there was just fire. Yeah. Sun went down, and people wanted new stuff. They'd have a fire built, and our bodies developed filters to want that red and yellow light waves, those that, that waveature, essentially. Yep. Close to our body when the sun goes down, and then... I don't know, as soon as that first fire would burn out, people would go to bed. Like, so it's an hour, hour, 15 minutes, maybe an hour and a half when the sun goes down. Yep. It's off, right? There's natural blue light actually in the sky at that point. So it's a different frequency. Mm -hmm. And wait. Yep. And that's good for you. You know, it's like, you know, the blue light in the morning is good for you. Um, you just, it's, you know, you don't want the wavelengths that are not supposed to be interacting with your biology, interacting with your biology when they're not meant to be. Um, you know, this stuff fast is fascinating, really. Um, and I think it's a huge part of the, the medical industry that's kind of missing out on human health. Yeah. Well, yeah, because there's no, I mean, it sounds horrible, but there's no, there's no money in prevention. There's money in, you know, which are just, and even like the, it's, it's always fascinating. The biohacking space is nothing more than really returning us back to how we were before all this stuff existed. I know, like, which is hilarious, right? <laughs> It's like just yeah. yeah, walking around outside without shoes on because you should be grounded because you know, right you have that adaptation in the soles of your feet. Well, that's yeah, off the fact that we used to walk around barefoot everywhere. Like I know it's like we have to fix everything because we messed up everything, you know. So now we have to do extra things to like, you know. It's it's yeah, it's it's crazy. It is. So Chris, what's what's next for you? Like, where do you see right? Do you, do you have a three or a five year vision or plan for the company? Like what is asked for you? What, when do you, are you looking for outside investors, right? There's all types of different people listening to the show. And like, you have such a fascinating and phenomenal product and, and skill set that it's, I want to use this platform to be able to help in any way I can. Cause I absolutely love it. Thanks Ryan. I appreciate it. Um, so at this point, not really. Um, with, I think the three year plan, we'll, we'll see how it goes, right? Because you, you never know. You got to kind of reassess everything. Um, as the time comes, um, I'm, I've kind of done, dug the foundations. So I'm, I'm gonna, like, like you said, hit the gas pedal pretty hard. Um, I'm outsourcing a lot more of the work now because, you know, I, I need to, and, and, um, I can, um, so, you know, I, I, I don't think, I, I think I'll probably, you know, get some ultraviolet therapy going as well. Um, I'm always thinking, so definitely, more stuff to come. I have a new cosmetics company that I'll be releasing at some point. It's light activated skincare. Um, it's actually activated by like 435 nanometer blue light. So it, it goes into your skin. It's activated by the, 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 the light coming off your TV screen to repair your skin. So that's, yeah, it's cool. Um, that's, that's kind of what's on the horizon and, um, you know, just taking care of my customers and, and you know, just living life. Just living life. I'm trying to 
enjoy it a little bit now. <laughs> I mean, I think we kind of just brushed over that, but Chris, when we talk about you launching this company, when you're designing it, you physically, you, to build your units was your hands, right? Like if somebody, some of the first units, if they were in somebody's yeah. home, mm -hmm. somebody's home that didn't disappear. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, my pops helped me with it. Um, he's a little bit more technical. I, I'm, I'm more of thinking, because I've used light therapy so long, I'm thinking about like the user experience. I'm thinking about the design, you know, how I want it to look. You know, we paint them with like silver metallic paint just because I think it looks cool. Like, all that stuff's me. Um, my dad's more of a technical expert. Like I said, he's, uh, he's actually a contractor for, for 5G, um, which a lot of people don't, uh, don't know, um, but that is true. Um, yeah. So much irony to that in, in the scope of what you do versus what your father uh, involved in. Yeah, and I guess I'll, I'll share this too because we fired up a, a small cell. Um, I can't exactly go into which company it was, but we fired up a small cell in here and I took an acoustometer, which is a radio frequency device uh, for measuring, you know, microwave cell phone radiation. Um, and essentially, it's not going to be able to pick up a lot of the mm, uh, frequencies that are that that little box is emitting. But what it looks like just in the microwave spectrum is like a microwave at like three or four feet away with um, you know, constantly, uh, on, you know, just, so these things are powerful is what I'm trying to say. Well, Chris, did you measure, right, is it scope away from unit? Like, I'm always curious, right, the 5G, the box itself, right, if we're close to the box, of course, is emitting crazy radiation. There's reports all over the world now of birds falling dead and, like, there's yes. dying, like, the whole 5G conspiracy, you can think conspiracy or not. Yeah. 5G massive penetration and you see abnormalities now into vegetative growth as well as interactions with any sort of living organism so yep. mm -hmm. hazard it's dumb luck which i don't believe in or the fact that hey 5g is really really powerful how far away did you have to get from the unit until re until it got back to we'll call baseline yeah yeah so i think maybe around 15 feet 15 20 feet um which is going to be impossible since they're going to be put on <laughs> the street lamps you're going to be walking under them um, you know, uh, and, and I mean, I'm not, I'm only, like I said, I'm only measuring the, the RF radio frequency. I can't measure millimeter waves and that's, you know, that's what it's pumping out a lot of. So, um, you know, I, I, all I know is when my dad was, you know, grow, when I was growing up, my dad, you know, there's engineers that raised questions at companies about the safety of this tech and, you know, they got, they got muzzled pretty quickly. As far as as far as I know, <laughs> there. So, I'm definitely Chris. A little bit of a I can't even call it conspiracy theorist. I would call it more of a realist. Yeah, point. dude, because that's what it is right now. <laughs> and it's like anybody that takes the time to do as unbiased research as possible. I, I know I, I plant towards the side of wanting to believe that things are not what they seem at the surface. So I, I know I'm more on that spectrum. Yes. Yes. But you look at this and it's like all the data and all the research is out there from so many different, even the people that are trying to put a positive spin on 5G are still citing the fact that there's negative things and they're just spinning. So if the positive people are saying the negative things and just spinning it, then we would have to assume that it actually has negative ramifications that are vastly to me outweighing additional internet connectivity and, and global connection. Like, Yeah. Do you, know, do you know what my thoughts are on it now? Because I've been thinking about it and it's like, you know, 
um, China is going to use this technology probably no matter what, right? And if we don't have it, not only will, you know, our businesses, you know, not, not be as equipped to, to handle business, um, you know, I think our military will probably not be as effective, which, you know, I don't really think there's too much of a choice, really, because of that. That's fair. But, like, what I always find fascinating is you look at, you know, military tech and then how quiet they are with what they're actually doing, rightfully so, right there. Okay. Well, like, you do research and you start talking about, so there's always a fun one to bring up, like UFO technology. Yeah, yeah. UFOs were 1941 or 43 here in the U.S. for yeah. the propulsion unit that is anti-gravitational, like not yeah, yeah. yeah propulsion. And it's like, hold on, that's 41. We're in 2020, so you got 80 year big or so. Yeah, they yeah. definitely got some. Yeah, they got some wild stuff. Like, I mean, I can only imagine, right? Like, it's probably really fascinating. Yeah, like Lockheed Martin and all the stuff that goes on with the think tanks of brilliant, brilliant people. Yeah. But by the time we get the internet you know, in the late 80s, early 90s, they've already been using it, testing it, like, we're just getting the civilian version. And yeah. <laughs> it's always fascinating when we speak to people, and they're like, no, 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 it's, it's new for everybody. Like, no, like, civilians don't ever get first access to anything. Like, that makes no, no logical sense. No, we get, like, the lame version. <laughs> and rightfully so. I mean, most of us can't control, like, if we, if we had access to everything, it would be so much chaos, because I'd for sure that movie is like you can't handle the truth like most people can't handle all yeah. everything it just rewires their circuitry for sure for sure yeah totally agree so chris if someone wanted to take a look at the unit don't go to amazon where would we guide them to where do we yeah through? thanks ryan um so it's emr so in my company it's like electromagnetic revolution instead of radiation so it's emr-tek.com so it's emr-tek.com Excellent. And if you're listening to this, go to the show notes. Not only will there be the website, there'll be the social media platforms. There'll be everywhere that you can see, connect. Like the number of positive reviews that Chris gets on a daily basis on social media, well, it speaks for itself. Like you get as much, if not more, than major, major companies at the way that your product performs. So, yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. And I'm happy to answer any questions. You know, you can reach out to me. I'll get back to you usually within like 24 hours. So I'm, I'm happy to help. Excellent. Chris, my friend, I appreciate your time on here. I appreciate this. I think this will be probably one of many, many episodes and conversations. But thanks, thanks for joining us. Today. Absolutely. Thank you, Ryan.